This is Emmanuel Today, taking steps toward God's possible in your life. On today's program, Emmanuel's Maple Grove campus pastor, Nathan Grams, shares a message entitled, Jesus is Here. Wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, Jesus sees you, knows you, and is ready to meet with you. Let's join the Emmanuel service right now. I believe that God is going to do something amazing here in our midst today. We are focusing on the person of Jesus. doesn't matter if you're new to faith or if you've been in the faith for decades. It's always a good time to draw near to Jesus. Amen? Fridays, I work at a hospital. One of my coworkers came up to me and said, you know what? I've been meaning to tell you that you remind me of Jesus. That was... It's like a, what, like, there's like nothing better that someone can say to someone who is devoted to, to vocational ministry, actually to anyone who is a Jesus follower. To be, to be compared to or identified with Jesus, that's like our goal. That's like, you know, winning. That's, that's so good, right? And uh, it, it, it's nice if they're like, you know, you, you, you really remind me of, of like George Washington or... Uh, Abraham Lincoln, or Confucius, or, uh, you know, you just, you know, kind of remind me of Buddha, or, you know, to be compared to anyone in in the history of humanity uh, might be flattering, but our life goal is to reflect the person of Jesus. If we are Jesus followers, to be able to reflect Jesus, that's like, that's what we're about. The fruit of the Spirit, the character of Jesus showing up in and through us. And uh, as I was, you know, I was just, I was just kind of, my heart was warmed in this conversation with my coworker, and uh, and my coworker says, "Yeah, yeah, you remind me of Jesus. Um, if you just had like a beanie and some longer hair, uh, you just look just like him." And I'm, and I kind of, I must have, my face must have said something. And uh, my coworker says, "What you haven't, you haven't ever seen The Walking Dead? Like some of the recent seasons is, you know, Jesus." And so I'm like. Thank you. And, uh, and as soon as my coworker left, and I pulled out my phone, and I'm like, okay, Google, walking dead, Jesus. Images. And this is what I came up with. Can you see it? Maybe. You know, you may not believe this, but I had hair at one point. And, uh, there it is. It's high school days. And uh, there, there I am with the blue tie right there, right? So now you can't unsee that, right? <laughs> now it's stuck in your mind. But, you know, as we look at pictures, you can take that down. It's just going to be very distracting for me as too. Um, we get to know people through hearing their story, through looking at their pictures, through, uh, you know, kind of looking at their journey And it's much the same way for us as we are getting to know the person of Jesus. Uh, We get to look at snapshots, painted pictures, words that describe moments and stories of his life. We get to know him through the Bible, through scripture, through accounts of, of what happened during his earthly life. You know, who he is, what he is about how he thinks, how he acts, how he reacts. 
And, uh, and, and, and the great thing is, you know, I'm showing you old pictures from the 90s. And, uh, and, and that's kind of like, okay, I wonder how Jesus has aged, you know, in 2,000 years. Uh, I wonder how baby Jesus, you know, that's like from way back then. But the reality is that what we learn about Jesus from Scripture, from walking and talking with him, is current. It's relevant. It's for today because Jesus does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many say amen to that, right? It says in, uh, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, that he is, Jesus Christ, is the same yesterday. And this yesterday encompasses all of days past. He is the same all the way into the past, all the way back to the beginning, stretching into eternity. He is the same today. And he is the same from this day on. He is consistent. He is trustworthy. He is not changing. He is not moody in the sense that you don't know how to approach him. No. What you learn about him through hearing his stories and seeing the painted pictures of his life is current and it's trustworthy for us today. That's one of the amazing things about faith as we jump into this second message in our series called Jesus Is, and we're going to say that Jesus is here. How many say amen to that? Jesus is here. And if he is here, anything can happen. And everything is possible because he is here. So we get to know people through conversation. Love some of those uh, stories in the, in the man on the street interviews. You know, what does Jesus mean to you to, in 2018? Oh, that's a really good question, you know. And uh, how, you know, who is Jesus to you? And, and, and the reality is we might have some, some uh, scripted or canned answers that we can bring up, that we can, we can say if we get a microphone put in our face on Hennepin Avenue, downtown Minneapolis. But, but the reality is the answer that matters most is do you have a relationship with him? If he is here and he is current, he is alive. He's not a concept. He's not a memory. He's not, he's not just a historical figure. He is a, a, a current, living, relevant person today. He's accessible. He is, he's here. Amen? We sometimes can lose sight of that. If he is here, what is your relationship with him like? I don't know. And I love that. Honesty, that's a great starting point for us. Now, there's uh, one of the snapshots and stories that we're going to look at together. It's in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4. Four accounts. We've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each of them tell the story of the life of Jesus from his birth to his death and resurrection. And they tell us of different, different moments, different uh, encounters that he had with people, different messages miracles, things that happen in the Gospels. Now remember that as we're looking at this, this isn't just for times past. This is for today. So I want to encourage you to not only see Jesus in this story, I want to encourage you to see yourself in the story as we open the Scriptures. So would you turn with me to uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 16. I'm going to read uh, from 16 to verse 21. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went, as usual, to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him, and he unrolled the scroll 
and found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. And then he just kind of like dropped the mic. What, a, what a, an incredible, this is the first recorded sermon that Jesus had. A very short sermon, by the way. Right? Because he read the scripture and he's like, yep, that's, that's me. What we just read, that's me. Amen. Bow your heads and uh, we're going to pray. Right? What a, what a moment. First of all, I want to highlight something. Jesus had the custom of going to the house of worship, to that synagogue, a place of study. And he didn't only go as a spectator. He was involved. Right? He, all, he took the scroll. He read it. He was involved. If the shoe fits, put it on. But I want to encourage you to not just be a spectator in God's house. Get involved. Find a place to contribute. Find a place to use the gifts that God has uniquely placed in your life. Find a place to serve others. There's something that happens in your faith when you are active serving others. There's something that you experience and live, attraction that you get in your journey that you cannot otherwise get. Jesus, he's, he's saying this prophecy, this promise that was given hundreds of years ago, it's now, it's for here, it's for today. It's me. Hey, it's fulfilling. You're the generation that gets to live it, to experience it. And you would have thought that, that the reaction, the response would have been, just been amazing. Because what he's saying is he's saying, you know, the, the age of salvation is here. Jesus, the name Jesus means God saves. God had named him that through the angel that was sent and confirmed that this, you know, he was the, the one and only Son of God, the way, the truth, the life, the Lamb of God that comes to take away the sin of the world. He is the, the answer of God to humanity's true problem, to humanity's true lack, brokenness. And uh, he's not just one more plate on a buffet of customized religion and belief. He is God's answer to humanity. And he's saying, I am the one. I'm anointed by God. I'm chosen by God. I'm empowered by God to be the one to bring truth, to bring healing, to restore hearts that are broken, bodies that are sick, to bring freedom and break bondage and chains and fear and anxiety and addiction, to break away the power and leverage of sin in your life. I'm here. I'm here for you. The age of salvation is here. God's favor is ignited. It's at hand. It's you are the receptors of God's favor and his joy, his peace. I don't know. I would have I just like done a happy dance. And you, you know, you would maybe, you know, they would have maybe thrown him up in the air and he'd just start body surfing as they're celebrating. And uh, they've waited for hundreds of years for this moment. But not everyone responds the same way when they encounter the person of Jesus. Because this crowd in Nazareth that had gone to the synagogue, they were there with their usual routine. They drove in, parked in their usual spot, got greeted, 
warmly, picked up their complimentary coffee in the lobby, maybe stopped by the cafe, by the Nazareth Synagogue Cafe, got an espresso macchiato with coconut milk, and came in and sat down, heard the call to worship, were uh, led into worship, and were led into this place where they, they, they were, you know, they were in the, in the mood for uh, spiritual things. But they were caught off guard when this kid that they've known for their whole life, remember, this is his boyhood town. This is, this is Jesus. You know, this is little Jesus. They know him. No, maybe you can go in and like act like you're someone else, some other town, but we know you. We've seen you grow up. We change your diapers. And you're saying that you're like the, the Messiah, the anointed one of God? So, I mean, there's kind of a mixed reaction. Uh, some of them are, are, are you know, they respond uh, favorably. And then others are, they're, they're skeptical. And, and the announcement that Jesus is making, the great news that he's, he's declaring to them is, you know, I'm here. The age of salvation is here. That's the good news for us as well today. How many believe that? Say Amen. So the first thing, first great news that I want to communicate to you today is that Jesus is here. Amen? Now, not everyone, we're not always talking about the same Jesus, right? So it's important to get to know it. Talking about the Jesus of the scriptures. And uh, as we get to know him, what, what's going to happen is there's all kinds of different responses and reactions to him. Let's read what it says in, in, in uh, verse 22, Luke 4, 22 through 24. And then I'm going to go to verse uh, 28 through 30 as well. Everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. How can they be, this be, they asked. Isn't this Joseph's son? Then he said, you will undoubtedly quote me this proverb. Physician, heal yourself. Meaning, do miracles in your hometown like those you did in Capernaum. But I tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. Jumping up, they mobbed him and forced him to the edge of the hill on which the town was built. They intended to push him over the cliff. How's that for like a, how's your day at church? Oh, it was great. Almost pushed the pastor off the edge of the cliff. But he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. They weren't able to, you know, accomplish their murderous plans. What happened to these people? Some of them were amazed. Some of them were like, oh, that's cute. Oh, look at Jesus. He's grown up so much. Keep on working in your time. Your delivery's good, but got to study some more homiletics, Jesus. You know, your message is kind of short. Others are like, ah, you know what? You know, I kind of went long. I was hoping to get out of church earlier or synagogue earlier. Sorry. Any similarities with uh, uh, current realities? Just a coincidence, right? Others were like, sit down, kid. Let someone else that actually knows what to preach get up and say something. And then there were people that were just angry. They were angry because their structures of expectation and of work and how they operated and how they considered faith needed to be were being shaken by this person, Jesus. How many know that God will oftentimes kind of rattle our structures as well. If you don't know that, then uh, you've been warned. Because no box we can create is adequate for God's immensity, for his greatness, for his awesomeness. 
He's always going to go beyond what we can imagine and understand. There's always more to learn about him. There's always more to discover. There's always a depth that we can still strive for. There's always, always new miracles to experience. New, uh, you know, new revelation to be able to receive from him. And, and these folks were just, they were content with their routine, with their habit, and they were evaluating and reading Jesus through the lens of, we know you, kid. We know, you, we know your dad. You're, the, you're like the carpenter's son. And so they were so earthly focused that they were unable to hear and realize that Jesus was the answer from God for them. Now the thing about, about Christ is that, you know, as, as they're responding to him, you know, that's not something that only happened back here because there's a, there can be mixed reactions. We're going to talk about some of these in just a moment, you know. But, you know, as, we, as we're in each of our places of worship, Spring Lake Park, Maple Grove, Elk River, or you're joining online, there's different journeys that are represented in this crowd today. Some have been part of a church family for decades. And, and you've got some of your own experiences and stories with the person of Jesus. Others are, you're, you're just, you're exploring. You're brand new to the whole concept of faith. Maybe you've tried all kinds of other things and you're just giving this a shot. Because you're on a journey. You're seeking for something. I've got great news for you. You found it today because Jesus is here. Jesus is here. That's who you're looking for. This heart of hearts in your body, you know, from the deepest part of your soul. That's what you're looking for. I remember a story I heard about uh, just a couple weeks back in one of our lobbies. One of our leaders asked uh, someone who has been attending for a couple months. He said, do you have a relationship with Jesus? And, and this person said, well, I don't really know. And I love the sincerity and the honest answer of that. And they said, well, it's, it's simple. God isn't into red tape. He's not into, you know, setting up hurdles or obstacles. He, it's as easy as believing and just and, and, and having your words match your belief. And let's just talk with them right now because he's accessible. And, and, and it turned into the beginning of a relationship. If I am going to introduce you to someone, to a family member or a friend, I'll do an exchange of names. Hey, you know, this is so-and-so and this is so-and-so and this is how, this is our story and this is how we met. Uh, Ready? Start talking in three, two, one, go. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's as easy as that to begin a conversation with the person of Jesus today. Because he's that close. He's that near. He's here for us today and now. Others, uh, you know, maybe you're, you're still kind of standing off in the distance and wondering about this whole thing. And you're navigating your own questions. Others have had a, a, an upbringing in, in a, a different style of worship. Maybe you grew up Catholic or Lutheran or Presbyterian, or maybe, maybe you just, you, you've got a different style of, of approaching faith. And in and, and others, you've just, you know, the whole thought of, of, of the Bible is just so foreign or new to you. It doesn't matter. Wherever we're at, Jesus is near, and today is a good day to seek him. It's a good day to draw near to him. Amen. Got some other good news for you. Jesus is not only here for us to turn our attention to him. He sees us here and now. Jesus sees us here and now. You don't see him going through the gospel saying, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Hey, did you see me? No, you did. Okay, look at me. Did you see me? Okay, now you did. Good. Look at me. Okay, he's not, he's not a narcissistic 
uh, you know, uh, believing that he's, you know, that he, that he needs to draw all the attention. No, he is about seeking others out. And he sees you and he sees me in the here and now. He knows exactly what our story is, what our journey is, what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are, what our questions are, what our concerns are, what takes sleep away from us at night. He knows where it hurts. He knows what makes us laugh. And he's here for us today. I think of the stories in the gospel. You know, you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You see all these different encounters. And, and as we're learning about Jesus, we're learning about ourselves. And he'll show up. There's this one man named Zacchaeus who's in, a, in, in Luke chapter 19. And he's a corrupt government worker that steals from people. And he's, he's you know, he's been, he's broken trust with, with friends, with family. He's been isolated because of his, his conduct. And, and he's, but he's intrigued and he's curious and, and he finds a tree, a sycamore tree, and he climbs up it and he's going to try to be an observer from, from, from an anonymous place. He's going to watch. He heard that Jesus is walking through and Jesus stops as he's walking by that tree and he knows, he sees Zacchaeus in the here and now, he goes up to the tree, says Zacchaeus, calls him by name, come on down. I've got an appointment with you. I want to visit you. I want to go to your house. I want, to, I want to spend time with you. And this man who had been rejected and, and was probably felt like he, was, he had dug himself into corruption so deep that there was no way out, all of a sudden finds life change and hope. Lives transformed because Jesus is here. He saw Zacchaeus. Think of the, of the woman at the Samaritan uh, town of, of Sikar, and the, the, the well, you know, she's going at the warmest day of, of, of the afternoon to get water, water. She knows that other women from the town won't be there. They, they've kind of criticized her. She's built a reputation because of all the different relationships she's been in, and, and, and she just finds it easier to avoid people rather than being in a situation where she's going to be judged, through, maybe not through words, but she knows she's getting looks from everyone else. But Jesus doesn't avoid her. Jesus sees her. And he actually goes. And he strikes up a conversation. He sees her pain. He sees the thirst of her soul. And he says, you know what? I am the source of hope for you. I can change your life. And he changes her life. I think of Martha. One of Jesus' friends. Mary, Martha, and uh, Lazarus were friends that Jesus would visit often. This is in Luke chapter 10. They would, they would hang out together. And Martha, one day when Jesus is over at, at their house, uh, she's so invested in hosting and, and so driven by her tasks and, and by all the needs that, be, that, that, that you know, she needs to address. And she's concerned and she's, and, and she's so focused on doing things for Jesus that she forgets that Jesus is here. But Jesus sees her, and Jesus sees her genuine desire to do things with excellence, with perfection, and he also sees the pressure she's putting on herself and the weight that she is carrying beyond what he would expect from her. And he says, dear Martha, you're concerned, you're anxious, you're preoccupied, you're worried. Let me give you rest. Let me give you Peace, let me give you a sense of fullness. Remember that I am here. I see you here and now. 
I think of the story of Thomas, one of the disciples, one of the 12, very analytical, you know, even skeptical, had questions that he had to navigate. And when he heard the rumors of the resurrection, he said, you know what? I, I don't know if I buy into all that. I'm not so sure. If I'm able to find proof, then I will decide to believe. And Jesus saw the journey of Thomas's heart. And Jesus did not avoid Thomas. Jesus drew near and he walked with him and addressed his questions and addressed his doubts and turned them into true faith. Thomas ended up being the first one to declare that Jesus was God. Think of the woman caught in the act of adultery in John chapter 8. I think of how she's brought out to be judged, condemned. Uh, any moment, she's going to start feeling rocks hurled at her because of her sin. She's exposed. She's ashamed. She's, she's, uh, she's unsafe. She's vulnerable. She's fearful. So many things going on through her head. Jesus sees her. He sees what's going on inside of her heart. And he says, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to lift you up. I'm here to give you a new opportunity. Now go and sin no more. In the Gospels, Jesus saw people in today's day. He sees us. He sees you. He sees me. He's seen me struggling with sickness and praying and, and wondering what's going on, what's going to happen, you know, and, and with joints aching. And, and uh, I remember a season where I couldn't even button my shirts or lift up my newborn daughter and praying and say, God, what's going on? Can you help me? And he saw me. And he reverted all these symptoms of arthritis and he brought healing and restoration because the same Jesus that stood up in that synagogue in Nazareth was anointed by God to bring healing. He's the same today, yesterday, forever, anytime. Amen. I think of, of stories that happen in our, in our church services, in our connect groups of life change, of hope restored, of current things. He's relevant. He's here. He sees us today and now. And the best news of all is that he doesn't leave us where we're at. Jesus doesn't leave you here. When he shows up, he changes things. Fear needs to leave. Sickness is replaced with healing. Anxiety is replaced with peace. Brokenness is replaced with wholeness. When he shows up, there's purpose. When he shows up, there's joy. When he shows up, there is wholeness and purity and salvation. And if Jesus is here and he sees you, he's not going to leave things as they are. You are not overlooked by God. He is going to do something about your reality. Thanks for listening to Emmanuel Today. You can learn more about Emmanuel and enjoy other messages by checking out emmanuelcc.org.